We're continuing our foray into Canto 11, Chapter 23, the Song of the Avanti Brahmana, Srimad Bhagavatam, and we've reached text number 53 uh, uh, today. Windy November day here in lovely Potomac, Maryland. Uh, in the song of the Avanti Brahmana, um, he has uh, talking about the different things that are misidentified causes of suffering on 50 uh, other people and eliminated that as a cause of suffering, a particular cause of suffering. And then uh, Devataha, the gods, as the cause of suffering in 51. 52, Atma, uh, the soul itself or himself, uh, also eliminated systematically. So now 53, Graha, the next cause, the planets. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So in 53, it goes like this. Graha Nimittam Sukha Dukkayos Chet Kimatmano Jasya Janasya Tevai Grahaira Gahasya Eva Vadanti Pidam Prudjeta Kazmai Purushas Translation And if we examine the hypothesis that the planets are the immediate cause of suffering and happiness, then also, where is the relationship with the soul, who is eternal? After all, the effect of the planets applies only to things that have taken birth. Expert astrologers have, moreover, explained how, planets, how the planets are only causing pain to each other. Therefore, since the living entity is distinct from these planets and from the material body, against whom should he vent his anger? Uh, that's the refrain is there, Krujita uh, Kazmai, against whom uh, should he become angry? So the graha, the word there is the controlling planets. Graha, the root is gra- to grab a hold, they've grabbed a hold of you. And... Uh, uh, then are they the, the nimitta, the uh, proximate or immediate cause of sukhdukkha, um, happiness and distress? But what for the what? What does that have to do with the soul? The kimaratma, who is ajasya, the unborn. Uh, but these planets uh, uh, concern that which is jasya, born. 
So these planets indeed, uh, they say it says Vedanti, uh, they say, whenever it says in the they say it means the authorities. So here the authorities on the, the, the planets, it's just not something you've heard on Facebook, you know, they say. It's like a, a little more authority than the modern day say. Uh, uh, the planets, indeed, uh, they war with other planets. You, when you do Vedic astrology, you say this planet is at war, and this is a, they're friends and enemies and neutrals also in the planets, warring with each other, and it's described in that way. Uh, the planets are only causing pain, pibam, suffering uh, to each other. So therefore, why should one vent his anger? Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur has a short little purport here. Uh, this BBT doesn't comment on this planet. Just um, um, a second, I have to get my... Next up here. Oh, yeah. He says, uh, his purport is, if you claim that the planets, that planets are the cause of suffering, what role has the unborn jiva in this? The planets relate to bodies which are born. Your birth horoscope, jata karma. You know, what you are born with, it tells you when you come into this world, you've got the baggage already from your previous births and that's what displayed on the on the that's your karma. Depending he goes on, depending on the ascendant at birth, the planets situated in the twelve zodiac signs become causes of suffering by placement in the eighth house, for instance, he says. Uh, So that Vedic astrology, that's a really a time of birth and it establishes the ascendant and then it establishes what are the eight houses that govern different areas of your life and the eighth house is called in astrology the Mrityubhava, the house of death. <laughs> it's not quite like that, but it indicates longevity and the manner of death, and it also indicates accidents, chronic illness, disgrace, misfortune, and so on. And they say that problems that are indicated by this house are intense, and they do not improve in time. (laughs) That's the eighth house. So uh, that's why he mentions that one for instances. So... uh, uh, but uh, the planets, they, uh, anyway, he says they afflict each other. The astrologers also say that the planets in the sky afflict each other by various aspects. Yeah. You know, so that's what happens. Like, you know, I think the third house from Saturn is always aspected, and that you know, cast an, sometimes it's like cast an evil glance at that house, and so on. Uh, afflict each other by various aspects, and this is the cause of suffering. They do not afflict the person. The affliction from planets arises from the jiva's identity with the body, which is born on the ascendant. That's what the ascendant is, your time of birth. Not your time of birth, but your body's time of birth. With whom should the jiva 
different from the body and the planets become angry. So here is what sorting all this out, we get to the point that to understand how that the jiva has, is separate completely from everything that goes on with the body. It has nothing to do with it, really. And one has to become, well, learn how to withdraw the, the identification of the self from the material, from, with the body and the mind, as all these things are. Uh, that's the real cause of suffering. And all these other things just have to do with matter interacting with matter. You don't have anything to do with it except for this, uh, what will be called later on, self-bewilderment. Self-bewilderment. So now we turn to another. So so, so this is... uh, 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 Another hypothesis. uh, text 54. Karmas to hate to sukaduk. Karmas to hate to sukaduk. Kayos chet kim atmanas tad di jada jadatwe. They has tochit purusho yam suparna. Krujita kasmai nahi karmamulam. By now we should all recognize this krujita kasmai. Uh, how can one become angry? Uh, 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 so here, uh, the translation, if we assume that karma, fruitive work, is the cause of happiness and distress, we are still not dealing with the soul. The ideal, the idea of material work arises when there is a spiritual actor, actor who is conscious and a material body that undergoes the transformation of happiness and distress as a reaction to such work. Since the body has no life, I think this means in and of itself, since the body has no life, it cannot be the actual recipient of happiness and distress, nor can the soul who is ultimately completely spiritual and aloof from the material body. Uh, Since karma thus has no ultimate basis in either the body or the soul, uh, then at whom can one become angry? So the... the, uh, uh, The the word here, uh, if you see this, uh, karma astu hetu. This hate uh, karma astu hetu. Uh, astu. They say in the word for word, hypothetically granted. Let it be. Let's say that karma. Yeah. Astu. <laughs> let's say that karma. Okay. Let's say that karma is the cause, the hetu, of sukha and dukkha. Uh, if if so, then. What does what Kim Atmana talk? What does the uh, uh, soul have to do with that? Uh, and they uh, they they say here uh, 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 the idea of work, uh, and then here's this compound using the word Jada Jada Twa. 
having the attributes of being both Jada and Ajada. So the word Jada, uh, like in Jada Bharat, <laughs> Jad Bharata, <laughs> we always call him Bharat. <laughs> Jad Bharata, <laughs> the old Iskand comes back in my head, yeah. Jad Bharat. Uh, Jada, the word Jada, uh, means basically stiff, motionless, apathetic, senseless, and then stupid, dull, uh, um, and then void of life, inanimate, unintelligent. So either it's like, like, a, like, 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 like a, a living thing that's sort of like something that's not alive, you know, out of it, you know, a stupefied, uh, or, or here, uh, so this is the Jada, uh, 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 Jadatwa, uh, because, uh, well, here, I'll, I first want to read the purport of, uh, uh, the, 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 the way that the Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur d- does with it, because you have this, this thing that, uh, uh of, uh, he says in his purport, let karma be the cause of suffering and happiness. This statement is made in the critical mood. In other words, we're not going to believe. So, so, so let's let karma. Uh, and then he says, there's no karma. How can karma be the cause? That is explained in this verse. Uh, that is to say, there's no... Karma could only exist as the sole cause if it were matter and spirit existing as one entity with material unconscious part undergoing change while the conscious portion searches for its place of residence. (laughs) That's how he puts it. Because you you would have this entity, the way he undertakes this, 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 this characteristic that, of, of being uh, he jada twa this this jada ajada twa that T V E is twa having the the quality the the t the twa suffix is like the Englishness having the quality of jada ajada being both conscious and unconscious. Uh, that's what. Uh, that's how it could be the only. If there was just one thing that was, that was both. Uh, but they're not both. They're two things. This this one thing that's that's inheriting karma is not one thing. Uh, and he says, how can they? Because the body itself is jada, just matter by itself, inanimate matter, and the soul is spirit. How can they become one thing? So that's not how it's happening. That's why he says the the, the material unconscious part undergoing changes while the conscious portion, this is translated here, searches for its place of residence. Where do I belong? I'm out of here. He says, but such a combination is not possible. The body is unconscious, uh, that's uh, what it says here in, 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 in the text. Uh, uh, is achit, 
uh, and the uh, is achit, not living, not conscious, and this the, that is the purusha, purusha I am suparna, uh, which is endowed with living consciousness, is conscious. The word that's used, suparna, means he has wings, uh, literally, uh, but uh, somehow or other that indicates consciousness, suparna, spiritual. So that's that's Vishnu. Now, there's a long purport in the the BBT. They do it in a slightly different way, but it comes to the same thing. Uh, The material body is composed of earth, water, fire, and air, just like bricks, stones, and other objects. Our consciousness, falsely absorbed in the body, experiences happiness and distress, and and fruitive work, karma, is performed when we falsely consider ourselves to be the enjoyer of the material world. That's why it's called fruitive work. Uh, I, I am here to enjoy Really, when you have to look at the material world, you've got to say, nothing is enjoyable here by me. Uh, I am enjoyable by Krishna, and anything here, if it is to be enjoyed, it is also to be enjoyed by Krishna, but not me. That's the way we have to see things. We have to get over that idea that this is my playground, and these are my toys, and, you know, and so on and so forth. Um... Um, so it goes on here. False ego is thus the illusory combination within our minds of the self and the body. That's how this kind of confusion happens, uh, where the conflation of matter and spirit comes together, which are actually two separate objects. They come up from two different energies. Krishna explains this in the Bhagavad Gita. First of all, there's my unconscious uh, prakriti, and then there's the other prakriti, which is the the living entities, and then they flow together. But they have have origins in two different energies of Krishna. They don't really... And they come together in the material world, and then the binding uh, thing is this ahankara, out of which the whole thing comes. You notice how in the, uh, the, the, the Sankhya chart of the world, Ahankara is like that from which uh, almost everything comes. It's all based for this identification. It's amazing, huh? Anyway, uh, I love it. Because uh, everyone's bewildered. The beetles, the dung beetles are bewildered. Oh, wow, he's dung, you know, they come from heaven. <laughs> Enjoy the tongue. <laughs> it plops down. Anyway. Um, and then, uh, then of course, uh, purport goes on to talk about, from the male point of view, when a conditioned soul falsely considers himself to be the body and consequently the enjoyer of the material world, he tries to find pleasure in illicit connection with women. Actually, he even tries to find pleasure with licit connection, too. (laughs) Such sinful activity is based on his false concept of being the body and the enjoyer of women and of the world. I'll never forget this Prabhupada telling this uh, Indian 
gentleman who said that you worship a God who's an adulterer. And this Indian gentleman was a Christian from South India and was leveling a charge that's made against Krishna by the Christian missionaries. You worship a God that's an adulterer. So here's this pious, you know, Christian man, you know, following all the, the rules and regulations and having sex only with his, with his wife and all that stuff. And Prabhupada says to him, Krishna is not the adulterer. You are the adulterer. All women belong to Krishna. That's what he told him. With his, you know, sanctified church marriage and everything, you're still the adulterer because you still think you're the enjoyer. That's what he said. Uh, uh, since he is not the body, that is to say the embodied soul in a male body, his activity of enjoying a woman does not actually exist. This is merely the interaction of two machines, namely two bodies, at the interaction of the illusory consciousness of the man and the woman. If you want to be a little more sophisticated, you're both on the same computer game. Your consciousness has been projected into that virtual reality. And you think something is happening and you're enjoying what actually, you know, it's just a program in a machine. The sensation of illicit sex occurs with the material, within the material body and is falsely assimilated by the false ego as its own experience. Thus the miserable or pleasurable reaction of karma immediately acts on the false ego and not upon the body which is composed of dull matter, nor upon the soul, which has nothing to do with matter. So you can, you can understand that and get into it and unpack it a little bit. False ego is the illusory concoction of the mind. It is specifically this false ego that is suffering happiness and distress. Uh, it actually is prior to the mind, actually, you know. But anyway, I, I understand what, what, what is being uh, said here. The mind, false ego is what causes the mind to identify itself with the, with the body, and the jiva, actually. I mean, it's a little more complicated than the, the false ego. But is your, in one sense, it's your wrong idea about yourself, and that wrong idea is in the mind. That's true. But that's not exactly what false ego was, which is a, you know, a hunkara is a cosmological feature. Uh, uh, the soul can, uh, the soul cannot become angry at others since she is not personally enjoying or suffering. Rather, the false ego is doing this. We're prompted by the false ego. Anyway, so that's uh, that one. Uh, uh, fruitive work uh, is not because fruitive work um, doesn't really affect the spirit soul. And now, uh, X55, Kala. Kalas to hate to. Kalas to hate to. Sukhtukayos chet kimatmanas tatta taratmako sao. Nagnir hitato nahim sas lahim masya tatsyat purjeta kasbaina parasya dvandvam. If we accept time, 
as the cause of happiness and distress. Here's that same A2. Uh, uh, let, 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 okay, let, now let's examine as hypothetical is time the cause of uh, sukha and dukkha. If we accept time as the cause of happiness and distress, that experience still cannot apply to the spirit soul since time is a manifestation of the Lord's spiritual potency and the living entities are also expansions of the Lord's spiritual potency manifesting through time. Certainly a fire does not burn its own flames nor sparks, nor does the cold harm its own snowflake or hail. In fact, the spirit soul is transcendental and beyond the experience of the material of material happiness and distress, at whom, therefore, should one become angry? Uh, this one is a little per, uh, perplexing uh, uh, um, here. Uh, let me see what... The Yeah, the the BBT purport ignores the issue altogether. And gives a purport that doesn't discuss time, which I can understand. They say, the material body is dull matter and does not experience happiness, distress, or anything. This is completely a purport to the other verse, the previous verse. Because the spirit soul is completely transcendental, he should fix his consciousness on the transcendental Lord who is beyond material happiness and distress. It is only when transcendental consciousness falsely identifies with dull matter that the living entity imagines he's enjoying and suffering in the material world. This illusory identification of consciousness as matter is called false ego and is the cause of material existence. All true, but doesn't doesn't deal with the, the issue, which is a little puzzling to me. Vishnu Chakravarti does, but again, uh, it says, if we say, he says, uh, uh, well, uh, we'll, we'll go. He, he says, uh, if time is the cause of suffering, what is the role of the jiva? Jiva is none different from time. Since the jiva is an amsha of Brahman, and time and Brahman are one. So I can see why they didn't want to deal with it. I don't know what the other acharya said. But. Uh, the source of the amsha should not afflict the amsha. An example is given, and that is the example in here, Fire does not harm its sparks and coal does not harm snowflakes. That's the example he gives here. Tapa uh, and Himsa, uh, uh, or he, he says, uh, fire, agne uh, hi tapaha. Fire doesn't burn itself, nor does snow freeze itself, you know. <laughs> certainly, that's what he says here. Uh, uh, certainly, fire does not burn its own flames or spark, nor does the coal harm its own, uh, own snowflakes or hail. Uh, 
uh, okay. That's the example. So he he actually comments on the verse. Um, then therefore, whom should one become angry? There is no duality of happiness and suffering for the jiva, who is beyond maya by his swarup parasya. Thus, the sixth proposed causes of happiness and distress have been rejected. Now, uh, the word in the verse is for the jiva, uh, when he's described here in this verse, the atmanas tatra, uh, uh, tadatnikam, tat, the tat that uh, uh, refers to time. Uh, atmika, which is the word for word here, and is, is rendered as based on time. But tadatmika, the word atmika, uh, means uh, when it's just the last word in a compound, that having or consisting of the nature of the character of time. And so, Vishwan Chakravarti takes that. They're of the same nature. Uh, 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 time and Brahman are one. The jiva is of the same nature of time, taratmika. And Vishnu Chakravarti says, the jiva is non-different from time. And then the jiva is an amsha. Amsha is a part uh, of Brahman, and time and Brahman are one. So my question is, why is time which is Kala Shakti. Uh, it's the Kala Shakti, the time energy. Uh, it has a special place. Uh, and the jiva of the same nature, both are somehow of the same nature as Brahman, but then so is everything. Or the whole world is sometimes called Saguna Brahman. You know, so, uh, you know, Nothing is different from Krishna, but Krishna is different from everyone. But there are different ways of being different, and different ways of being the same. This is the you know, the, with qualities or with, with differentiation. There, so uh, there are different kinds of differences, and therefore different kinds of oneness. So somehow, uh, but because so okay, so you could say everything, but on, on the other hand. Time is specifically identified with Krishna in a way, in a particular way. Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, time I am, the destroyer of the world. Kala Shakti is one of his energies. And as far as I can see, it's neither, usually the energies are three, internal, external, and marginal. Uh, material energy is external energy. Uh, external, internal energy produces the spiritual world and, and, and the marginal is the jivas. Where is time? It's not, I don't think it's one of those three. So we have to say, uh, and when, it, when, when uh, uh, Mahavishnu, when the, when the creation takes place, first thing that's manifested is this pradhana, this undifferentiated primordial Matter, what the Germans would call Urstoff, the original stuff. Uh, Urstoff. This is Pradhana. And then 
there's the glance of the Lord, and that has kala. Time. It's 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 the it's the mixing agent. It energizes the pradana, and then the it causes the differentiation and evolution of the element of creation. And in in, in, in Kapila's Sankhya, uh, Bhagavatam 3:26:15, he says Sankhya lists 24 elements. And then he says, the mixing element, which is known as time, is counted as the 25th element. So it does have its own particular status. And beyond that, I have not the knowledge to explore any further. So, but that's, uh, but I didn't just want to ignore it. (laughs) Pretend that's not there. Uh, so something like this must be uh, 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 some understanding that Vishma Chakrabarty uh, um, shares in, but it doesn't explain anymore that, that this tadatmika, why is the jiva of the same nature uh, 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 as time? Uh, 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 maybe that's another thing. If, uh, if it's all one somehow or other, everything is one in Brahman, you know, why should anyone suffer, you know? Anyway, but somehow uh, he uses that one to signify uh, time. So that's it. That, those are the. That's the process of elimination. The list we have gone through uh, of the the, the these uh, uh, um, these uh, uh, um, different uh, uh, culprits for the causes of suffering. Uh, other people, uh, the devas, uh, the self, uh, uh, the planets, karma, and time. All six have been eliminated. So it's a kind of a, you know, an interesting meditation. Uh, and so having, having done this now, uh, still it's the, uh, the brahmana speaking. Well, Krishna is speaking to Uddhava and he's uh, uh, re- relating the, the, the song. So the song continues uh, here with text number uh, 56. Uh, Samshitti rupina syad evam prabudo nabibiti bhutai. The false ego gives shape to illusory material existence and thus experiences material happiness and distress. The spirit soul, however, is transcendental to material nature. He can never actually be affected by material happiness and distress in any place, under any circumstance, or by the agency of any person. A person who understands this has nothing whatsoever to fear from material creation. Uh, This is the translation. Uh, uh, the false, here they say the false ego. Uh, 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 
yeah, the, the, the jiva here, there is not by anyone's agency, ma cannot chit, not, not from anyone, kwapi, not anywhere, kadajana, not by any means uh, for the, the, the soul. This, now here he doesn't say sukadukha, he just says dwanda, this duality of happiness and distress. Parata uh, parasya, uh, because he is transcendental to material nature. Um, in this, uh, and thus, uh, 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 the, here the word that's uh, translated as folk ego is ahamma, uh, ahamas. Aham, the, uh, yeah, the sense of I. Uh, the false ego. Well, they say this the false ego gives shape to the illusory material existence, and this happens. So, uh, uh, but one who is prabuddha, one one whose buddhi uh, uh, is intelligence is is up. He doesn't fear from Bhutai on the basis of the material creation. Uh, uh, Swami translates this a little differently based on Vishnu Chakrabhadyutaka purport. He says, the influence of happiness and suffering for the jiva, who is superior to all else, cannot arise from any means proposed by anyone. <laughs> There's a more of a literal translation here. Uh, uh, well, it's here too. Uh, uh, by, it cannot be affected by happiness just in any place, under any circumstances, or by the agent of any person. But here it says, superior to all that cannot from any, any means proposed by anyone. It arises only from the mind which gives shape to samsara. One who becomes enlightened does not fear, though covered with matter. Uh, uh, it's a slightly different translation. Uh, the BBT says uh, that Brahmana has refuted uh, six specific explanations of the happiness and distress of the living entity, and now he refutes any other explanation that might be given. So that's a nice point. That's what he's doing. He said, yeah, he's gone through six, but here, whatever else you may come out with. Uh, 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 so, so here it takes this in the, in the same sense, actually, when they do the purport, uh, by any person, uh, 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 anything proposed by any person. Um, on the basis of false ego, the bodily covering factually overcome, overwhelms the spirit soul. Well, that's a good way to put it. And thus one falsely enjoys, suffers that which has no real relationship with oneself. One who can understand this sublime teaching of the Brahmana, spoken by the Lord Uddhava, will never again suffer the terrible anxiety of fear within material nature. So uh, here Vishnu Chakrabarti Thakur's purport, he says, Uh, if someone raises any other cause of happiness and suffering, it is not possible by the power of objects. Duality cannot influence the jiva, 
So whatever anybody else may raise, you see, so that's, that's in the, the Sanskrit, actually. Uh, duality cannot influence the jiva who is beyond maya, since it is different from him. Uh, what is the cause of the experience of suffering that we see? You may ask. <laughs> it is the imposition of the mind which was previously explained. It arises only, yata, uh, from only, that's the word yata, the ahankara in the subtle body. So sometimes when they're saying mind, they mean the whole subtle body, which is predominated by the mind. Because the ahankara is very subtle. The mind is formed by that uh, ahankara, and then, and then the subtle body is mostly available to us in the form of the, the mind. The quality of ahankara is to define bondage in samsara. That's interesting. He who becomes enlightened does not fear, though it is covered, though covered with matter. He says, goes on, the jiva is by nature pure. Time and karma are not causes for its suffering. The identification with the body because of ahankara by ignorance is the cause. The body is dominated by the mind. Mind then is the cause. So this is, you know, this is, uh, mind is the cause of suffering. This is the meaning of this section. With the imposition of the body, the jiva's pure nature disappears by this imposition. This is the idea in Vedanta of, it's called illusory superimposition. Uh, this, refer, this is what's referred to actually in Vedanta. Now, the, the, the Mayavadis take the illusory superimposition of the Upanishads and say, yeah, the whole world is an illusory superimposition on Brahman. And this is rejected soundly and defeated by Lord Chaitanya because then Maya would be more powerful than Brahman, basically. Uh, uh, but it's more powerful than the Jiva, that's for sure, because it's fragmental. Brahman itself... You know. Otherwise, where is that Maya? Whose Maya is it? Is Brahman in Maya? Uh, so it's this illusory superimposition of the body uh, uh, on the on the jiva. By that imposition, the six causes of suffering arises according to circumstance. This is the distilled uh, conclusion. Uh, that's what he called the distilled conclusion. So that that is the the uh, way that uh, that that uh, this is uh, 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 summarized. Um, that the uh, the influence of happiness and suffering for the jiva. This is the more literal translation. Who is superior to all else cannot arise from any means proposed by anyone. It arises only from the mind which gives shape to samsara, samsriti rupina. Uh, uh, it says samsriti here is samsara. Uh, uh, it, it is the mind itself that uh, gives samsara its shape. That is the shape that we are undertaking, or that we encounter in the material world. One who becomes enlightened, prabuddha, does not fear, 
though he is this butai at the end here is uh, covered uh, with matter. Uh, the BBT says on the basis of material creation, you can say covered by matter. So that's as far as we can get today. Uh, the next verse, uh, uh, which um, concludes his song, is uh, we have something to say about that. It's the Sanyas Mantra, actually. Uh, and so we'll spend a little time on that one, and then uh, and then then two verses, fifty-eight and fifty-nine. Uh, Sri Krishna will uh, summarize this whole thing, and then uh, give final instruction to Uddhava, and he gives a benediction to those of us who hear or recite this song, uh, and then that will conclude this chapter. And appropriately, this leads up to chapter twenty-four where you get the philosophy of Sankhya by which you can discriminate spirit from matter. That's where we're going. So we'll stop there. Okay. I guess I have to do this Q&A. Huh? Okay, so... Let's see. Yeah, so the people here can, can call in star six and you can call in and uh, I'm handling it right now uh, and then uh, and then uh, Ashada will read the text people anybody text anything in from my TV okay Any questions? okay um, Ali Gopi has a question from Italy she says, Hare Krishna Prabhu, please come to the humble obeisances. When Srila Prabhupada speaks about going back to Godhead, is it a matter of where our consciousness is? I'm sorry, I've I'm, I'm, got a time delay. I'm hearing it on my earphones. Let me take them off. What did you say? Say it again. She says, um, when Srila Prabhupada speaks about going back to Godhead, is it a matter of where our consciousness is? Yes, it is a matter of where our consciousness is. At the, t- at the time of death, which Prabhupada describes as the final exam, which we are preparing for, uh, then you're, you're leaving this, this world. Uh, and if one has the uh, desires to enjoy or that you want to keep on going or that are still unfulfilled, you know, I, 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 I never saw Paris. That's this famous W.C. Fields. He's in front of the firing squad. W.C. Fields movie, he's in front of the firing squad. And they say, do you have any last wishes, last, last requests? Do you have any last requests? And he says, looks up and says, I've never seen Paris. <laughs> so we, have, we have a lot of last requests and that will propel Paris. What are we attached to the most? What are we going to miss the most? If, uh, if somebody becomes, you know, attached to pets, and you're, you know, I ah, just the thing I'm worried about. Who's going to take care of my dog? Who's going to take care of Fifi? Who's going to walk Fifi? Well, somebody's going to walk her. Who's, who, you know? So you have to be careful. Uh, the time of death is where that thing that you're most attached to. So, therefore, we want to train ourselves so that 
we will be most attached to Krishna. Uh, do the best we can, uh, and if we don't, you know, uh, pray for Krishna to, to help us. At least this is not a do-it-yourself thing. Uh, Krishna is there, and it's, it, we, we, we cannot by ourselves overcome that. Are we, uh, and the, the false ego, we're asking for Krishna. But if my, but if my idea of myself, uh, I am the servant of Krishna, that is not false ego. That's my true identity. Uh, and then, uh, then the higher authorities will take it from there. So that's the idea uh, of this not being attached to matter. Otherwise, there'll be future uh, uh, material birth for us. Uh, it says that one should not even desire liberation. In that sense, if I'm thinking of liberation as selfishly, as my place of enjoyment, then that also will not be good. The pure desire will be, let me just serve Krishna. Uh, and I, I want to be qualified for serving Krishna, uh, but uh, I, I want. I want uh, but then, whatever Krishna wants me to do, I'll do. But I should want to be qualified for going back to Godhead. So that's the ultimate uh, idea. Okay. Anything else? Any other comments or questions? And, uh, somebody's doing some repair work in the basement while we're having class. <laughs> I'm sorry about that if you can hear it. Uh, anything else? Okay. Very good. So we'll, uh, uh, I hope that uh, next, next class we'll finish up this uh, this um, this chapter and uh, you can start reading uh, the next one thank you very much Srila Prabhupada ki jai Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai